The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Alibaba's stock price is in a tailspin. The problems are fundamental. And the big question, is this an Alibaba problem or is it a broader proxy for the way that China is quote unquote uninvestable right now? It's Wednesday, February 7th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa with Mark Gilbert. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dee. How you doing? Before we really dig into today's story, I just wanted to point out some numbers because I think the scale of the meltdown in the Chinese stock market is undercovered and our listeners may not sort of know the the magnitude of what's happened right now. So actually Ali- to your credit too, you wanted to do the story on Monday and I said we said we would wait for Alibaba. So this has been something that's been on your mind. Which well, we didn't have anything to talk about on Monday. So I said, what if up. we just what if we just did a uh, what if we just did a podcast called uh, So What's Up with China? Huh? <laughs> and so now we finally have our opportunity to do it. So Alibaba went public at $68 a share. That was the IPO price. That was if what you got if you were like a hedge fund that had a good relationship and got an allotment of shares. If you just, you know, were like a retail investor and you bought it on IPO day at the New York Stock Exchange, you paid $92. It went as high as $100 a share that day. That was way back in 2014. Alibaba today is trading at $73. So 10 years, it's basically gone nowhere as the rest of the market has, you know, compounded and just gone, uh, you know, up mm-hmm. and to the right. It's down 75% from where it was in 2020. It's down 30% in the last year. It's down 56% in the last five years. There's sort of no matter what frame of reference you, you choose, it is a ugly, ugly story, D. Ouch. Really good place to start. But like, really, that (laughs) is brutal. That is just a lot of value destruction. And let me just add a little bit more because Alibaba is like a stocky name. They'd never had a business here in the US. So it's essentially like the Amazon of China, but they went into all these other things. It's got a huge cloud computing platform. It went into delivery. It went into groceries. It's really been like the darling. And ever since it went public in 2014, it's been like the China proxy. It's a name that investors here know. And let me put it another way. It was once worth more than $800 billion before we had like several trillion dollar companies. It was one of the biggest companies in the world. Today, it's at around 200 billion. So just another way of talking about that value destruction. And then this quarter was just more of the same, right? It really told us that these fundamental problems aren't going away. It announced a buyback, a $25 billion buyback on top of a program they already had. And it just, it wasn't going to gloss over these fundamental issues for investors. And so you have the stock down again today at one point more than 5%. The earnings themselves Let's go through that. The numbers were not great. It's core e-commerce business. That's the platform, the Taobao platform that is so popular in China. It is barely growing, I think something like 2%. And so its whole plan to win back investor confidence, restructure the entire company, split it into, I think, five or six different six, businesses yeah. and list those. That is just not happening. They That has hit a snag. I don't know what the status is right now, but it's not happening anytime soon. And so you connected it at the beginning, but at the heart of this decline or this decay, whatever you want to call it, 
is this idea that Chinese stocks at large have also been plagued with some of the same issues. And the one word that has been used to describe the Chinese stock market over the over the last years, one word, uninvestable, investable, big one, because I'll you that like there's no opportunity. And I and I understand people get upset about using the, using this word word because they say that you think there's got to be opportunity, got to be opportunity. But run through. Alibaba and the stock market. Yeah, that, mean, that was an it was an interesting com- comparison. Alibaba shares, and then if you look at the Hang Seng, which is the Hong Kong major stock index, since December 2020, they've moved basically in tandem, right? So, so you can look at this as an Alibaba specific problem, but it's basically been the same as the rest of the Chinese market. Christmas time in 2020 was the key inflection moment. That was when the Chinese government launched this big antitrust investigation into Alibaba introduced this big wild card into sort of the the valuation of of Alibaba but also just the valuation of any publicly traded stock right it was like you know is, is any stock safe from this um Alibaba told investors that that uh Beijing that the government well, the, could and the whole would it didn't, interfere it, it didn't tell tell investors it didn't tell investors, tell investors, the whole episode investors was this indication, right? No one said anything out loud, but the, but the quiet part that no one about is that Beijing, that Beijing would interfere with any company, no matter how, no matter how, how big at any time. time right. because yeah, sorry. I shouldn't have, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really. tell in the sense that it, it went out and put out a press release. Yeah. But they, it was like that story told investors, what was the takeaway that investors learned was, you know, at any moment, uh, the tallest blade of grass could get cut. I like that. Is that a Chinese proverb? proverb? I'm not sure it is a Chinese <laughs> proverb, but it's definitely a I proverb. Think it, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, I like how you put that in. I should have thought of some. By the way, happy early, early Chinese New Year's New Year at Thank the you. end of this week. Um, so, so, but Alibaba was actually collateral. It all started with Jack, Jack Ma, right? This was partly personal. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the really interesting part is that is that it, it wasn't really originally an Alibaba Alibaba problem. It was Jack Ma, who is the enigmatic, um, you know, sort of charismatic, famous founder of Alibaba. And he was sort of seen by the Chinese government. This has all sort of been borne out in reporting. He was seen as sort of shining too bright and making it too much about him and, and uh, you know, having too much sort of attention brought onto him. So in response, his what? company was sort of kneecapped. Well, there was one, there was one moment, one moment. He flew a little, flew a little too close to the as the people's billionaire, beloved, you know, a homegrown billionaire who, who created a business, some of the biggest tech businesses in the West, in the totally. Western world. When Ant Finance, Finan, known as Ant Group, was, was embarking on its own IPO. This is an Alibaba, Alibaba affiliate was also founded. He went in front of a room of Chinese, room of Chinese and criticized, criticizing system. So the thinking, the thinking there in Beijing was he gotten too big, too, 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 too much. Let's take him down, take him down a few notches, and we're going to destroy the of his companies. Ant Group, it never did group, it never did the door. Billions of dollars ruined, ruined that. And also, Alibaba. they they weren't even weren't even satisfied at Ant. They went after Alibaba as well. Alibaba as well, wow, wow. saying no, they had to look into the data, into the data prices, gotten big, too big to fail type fail type idea. But this like personal, they went after Jack, went after Jack's the the was so clear. He dared, dared criticize Beijing and its regulators and And so and then after that, right after Alibaba, after Alibaba that group, it was Didi's botched IPO, which is wild. I remember we covered it on Tech on and we were from the one market, one market balcony when it went. And a few days later, later, another mission into Didi and she and she just plunged. It was delisted instead. And there's even tight, which is the other kind of kind of internet darling and huge gaming company, gaming company 
smackdown from Beijing as well, as well in the form of game herbs. And that has hurt, has hurt its fundamentals. So it really started, started with an ant group in Alibaba, but it, but it told investors that you, that you know what founder, what CEO, what billionaire, what billionaire say something either advert, advertently to piss off Beijing and then, and then their company and its shoulders are going to suffer. So, totally. And then so today we got this, you know, uh, uh, expanded buyback announced along with earnings. It's it's sort of their attempt to do damage control on it, you know, try to keep some investors in the stock doesn't seem to be working right now, but it doesn't address the fundamentals of Alibaba's business, um, which are, you know, declining. The other thing just quickly that I wanted to address, which is that <laughs> we got another piece of, of news that our Eunice Yoon uh, sort of was talking about today and brought to light, but that Beijing has uh, installed someone at the at the uh, exchange with a with a kind of crazy nickname, the Butcher. And and I see so many similarities. This is what I this is what I tried to do is our similarities between Alibaba doing Baba doing digital and it as sort of sort of like like microcosm of the of the Chinese market. And buyback isn't going to fix their problems. Earlier, the, the Chinese government said, government said that it was, was going to suggested it was going to do all these going to do all these to support their stock market, which has been under so much pressure. Then a day later, they insert some nickname is the butcher, butcher security. So <laughs> again, it's like these band-aid solutions when the when the fundamentals aren't being addressed. We know that Beijing um, um, control of its companies and and can just see like Alibaba Baba's part of that problem. And it's and it's also been pun the most severely. Right. And I think what's sort of inter- so interesting here is that so this guy, uh, he's called the broker butcher. Uh, he's been put into uh, head the Shanghai Stock Exchange. And he has this reputation, the butcher, after he sort of he's been praised in local media for his tough style and his harsh crackdowns on perceived misconduct. But right, that's not really the problem with Chinese stocks from a, from an investment perspective. It's not that there that there's all this sort of like rampant corruption that the authorities aren't cracking down on. It's that there's way too much crackdown on legitimate businesses that are just going through like normal business practices and they get too big and they try to grow too fast and the Chinese government shuts them down. So the Chinese government then sees that and goes like, oh, wow, we need a disciplinarian to come in and really whip these companies into shape. It's like, no, these companies were in shape and they were growing really fast I mean, and you didn't like the fact that they were, you know, they were, they let's were not forget that, that growing too powerful. Ali, Alibaba's list was listed in the United States, right? It had a NASDAQ listing. So these are, there is, there is certainly corruption among Chinese companies, companies, but it's mostly the states. It's not the Alibaba that reports quarterly, that gets audited, that, that lists here, that has number of American investors, investors. So again, it's just, just going back to that word, uninvestable, investable. There's lots of opportunity. This is, this is a market that's been beaten down. Companies have been beaten down and beaten down. Um, but never know what the, com- what the government, the government is Jim Peng has proved himself, proved himself to be quite harsh and that's that's just coming. Back and if to you, that. I'm just going to use another another ex- good expression. But if you tried to catch the falling knife at any point over the last five years in Alibaba, you'd be punished every single time, right? If a year ago you had said, "Oh, all right, here's the bottom, here's the bottom, I'm going to buy some really good value," you know, down another thirty percent since I, then. Mark, I so unprepared. You come with these great, great proverbs, <laughs> um, and and have I have Ning, and I'm the one that's you know, you know, half Chinese worked in. For CCTV oh. for a number of words, and you you outshone me shown me with proverbs. Okay, I come back to you. Yeah, I, tomorrow I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna, gonna try have a and lot. Sprinkle them. I mean, the and other really interesting way, thing is whether what, what we see with Xi'an, right? 
Well, exactly. And, and oh, that's the thing. I don't know if Sheehan's pissed off the right or wrong person. Person, I know. Um, it's being invested. It's being investigated too. But remember, companies that go public, go public, have through some kind of rigor. Who I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this process. We don't know. But it's, don't know because it's completely transparent. It's also just. So, it's so, also just like I always think about. It's like why not? Why didn't they do a Hong Kong IPO? You know, or why wasn't it a Shanghai IPO? And that's any time it's a massive Chinese company trying to do a foreign IPO, and that's where you know, they're, they're sort of an eyebrow well, raise and you wonder as Chinese, if, as Chinese. exactly. And, but then you wonder if, you know, you got to be seen as a little Chinese so you don't piss off Chinese regulators. So it's real well, balancing act well, that Chinese companies have to play. On that note, Pinduoduo is the, com- the companies really pushed Alibaba, Alibaba in market share, created a lot of good competition, competition. It only rose. Alibaba was essentially neat, essentially neat. No, that's not the only reason it rose. Great business model, good business model, good funnels, but part of part of its rise was due to its decline. So the field the field can change at any time. And I think this story and Alibaba and Alibaba is just another indication of that. So we enjoyed we enjoyed covering. We will cover more Chinese stock markets certainly in Chinese and Chinese companies. Board, have a great night, Mark. We'll talk to you, Mark. We'll talk to you. See you tomorrow. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.